All right, bismillah. So uh, what we're going to do today, inshallah, uh, we will do a little recap of the last session. And I think there was one or two slides at the end that we didn't finish discussing the energy kind of states and things like that. And then we will move on to the next. Uh, the schedule is quite fluid. We have, you know, a certain timeline. But if we take a bit longer and if we don't finish everything in one session, that's okay. Within the six weeks, everything will, inshallah, come together. All right. Uh, so we'll just go through that. I think this is module one. Oh, this is the one. So basically today, we're going to be talking about the vision, dreams, and du'as, inshallah. That's, so last week, we did the foundation, we did the triage and the self-care. We talked about problems and solutions. And today is going to be module two, discussing about dreams and du'as. Would you mind just getting the door? Sorry, because <laughs> I'm plugged in here. <laughs> All right. So uh, this is the PDF for today. So we'll just go through the one uh, from last week. And I think this is where we left off. We talked about fixing the solution, right? About not forcing the problem, about side effects of energy, and that energy comes in sets. That we, there's nothing really we can do about the past. No, alaikum as salam. We're starting at 10, so you just made it, I think. All right, and so we talk about the future and the present. We're just doing a recap from last week before we start, and because there were some slides at the end we didn't finish, and I think this is just about, I think, when you were leaving anyway, so I think it's going to be good to fix it. I think this is where we left off. We talked about energy being attractive, that attraction is not a choice, and that there's an energy ranking system, meaning... Now, this is very subtle. This is not, uh, this is, has to do more with like our human nature. So some people will tell me, but that's not fair or that's not Islamic. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the human fitra. Okay. Uh, so what about this attraction isn't a choice in the energy ranking system? What that means, like you can help who you are attracted to. Like you just see the person and within like a second, you know if you like them or not. That's just now. Then people will come, but aren't we supposed to be nice to everyone? Yes, you're supposed to be nice to everyone, but you can help. You have that feeling if you're attracted to that person or not. That's just human nature, okay? So attraction isn't a choice. You cannot say, well, I'm not. A attraction here, like not just male and female, but attraction to energy, like who you like, you know, where you get that feedback. Now, and there's an energy ranking system, meaning the person with more energy is more attractive. And that person, the one who has more energy, is usually the boss in the relationship. Okay, so if you have a group at work, the guy with most energy, he will probably be the leader. Okay, if you have a group of friends, the one who's more outspoken, who is uh, radiating that sort of energy, will be the leader. And that's just how things happen naturally. And we're not saying it's fair or not fair. It's just, so the one with more energy will be more attractive. So that's the energy ranking system. Now, the issue with this is, for example, if you have a relationship of a husband and wife, and if the husband is the one with the more positive energy, and the wife is sort of at the bottom, there is a huge disparity. And then, so that's where the attraction is lacking. So no matter how much she tries to dress up and all the typical advice she gets, if she's low on energy and he's up there with high energy, there is a huge problem, okay, in attraction levels. He can, and so I think you see that maybe with children. When you have a happy child approach you, when you have a happy-go-lucky child approach you, not maybe your own child, but, you know, some child in the community or from, you know, from your relatives, when a happy child comes to you and they're, like, talking to you and all that, they don't bother you as much. Like, they're just happy. 
And then you have a child that comes to you like, mama, mama, mama. And, and the needier they are, the less you want to be, be with them. And so this is the thing with energy. So if a low energy wife is trying to be more towards her high energy husband, uh, she just appears needier. Like if she's just trying to ask for more time. That's that nagging, that famous nagging that men feel. It's not the nagging that's the bothering, it's the energy. What kind of energy is she bringing to the relationship? So if she's all like low energy and not feeling well, and she's all like, uh, and mm, like, like, and you feel that probably, if, you know, in your friend circle, if you have somebody who's really positive and, you know, who is just pulling everybody together and moving them forward, or if you have somebody who is always down, who is always just like asking for help, who's always struggling with something, that's low energy. So there is an energy ranking system, if we want it or not, if we don't accept it or not. But if we acknowledge it, it helps us understand because attraction isn't a choice. You're not attracted to that needy, annoying person. Like, you can't help it, but you're not attracted to them. So if you know that, then you don't work on your attraction, whatever the advice is, you work on raising your energy levels because that's going, what's going to be attractive at the end because we said energy is attractive. Now, how, and this is, you know, people say it's not all just about the looks. Looks are part of it, but it's not just about the looks because you have met somebody who's good looking and they're awful. Like their personality, like their energy, just what, what they're radiating from themselves, it's not nice. Or same thing for men, it's not even the looks, it's maybe the social status that makes them attractive. You know, if he's got a good job, if he's, you know, out there in the society. Uh, how many people are like that and their energy is like, just like, ugh. Like, you see them and it's like, oh my God, look, what is this? You're not attracted to it. So that's something that's in our fitra. That's just the reality, okay? So... This is basically what we want to know about energy, that feelings are infectious, that energy is attractive, that attraction isn't a choice, and that there is a ranking system, okay? So uh, when I, it can be the opposite. It can be that you have a wife that has a lot of energy and the husband's low energy. That also, that can be, and she feels like she's not attracted to him. Not him, she's not attracted to his low energy, that he's not bringing anything to the table. And it's very difficult to fix by telling him, do this, do that, like he doesn't have energy. Now what happens, unfortunately, in Muslim circles, and I wish this would be talked about sort of uh, at the marriage arrangement kind of things, uh, when people get married, it's not so much their personality, for sure, that's a big thing. I think everybody should come with their four letters to the marriage meeting, like, you know, I'm this type of personality, so everybody knows what they're dealing with, that kind of thing. But also about your energy. So what happens in a Muslim marriage, because the man is the leader, okay, so the, you know, a woman should listen to her husband and all that. If he is low energy and she is high energy, uh, he will just say, like, well, I don't feel like doing it. Like, you know, she wants to do something, and he's just like, oh, I'm just feeling tired. Like, and he truly is. Like, his energy level is up there. She's just going crazy. Like, she's just like, okay. <laughs> and then she's made to feel like something is wrong with her. But meanwhile, there's nothing wrong with her, or him, for that matter. It's just different energy levels, okay? Uh, my son, like the one I mentioned before, he doesn't like when I talk about him, but hey, he's not here. <laughs> no, he knows he's my guinea pig. Uh, but I talk about him, for example, not having the, the highest energy levels, okay? So God forbid he marries a woman who is super active and has lots of energy, and he is a roadblock in her success, 
Like that would be really bad. Like I feel bad for that woman. So I tell him like always be upfront who you are. Like don't be like the guy who's gonna say, oh yeah, after marriage I'm gonna, like you're not that kind of guy. So be honest about it. And I think a lot of times we don't have that conversation before marriage. We just say, mashallah, good Muslim brother, good Muslim sister, you know, alhamdulillah, everybody's praying, you know. And then they're left together and that's where the daily problems happen because there is no energy. Uh, I have been blessed with a high energy husband, but I'm also high energy. So uh, when he comes up with a crazy idea, I just kind of go like, hey, sure, let's do it. Like, because I'm like that. But if he was with a wife who was just kind of like, not even in a bad way, just like her energy level wasn't like that, that would be an unhappy marriage. And it has nothing to do with how good she is or how, like I've met so many people that are good people. It's just they have different energy levels, okay? And again, attraction isn't a choice. So you can't will yourself attract. Like you can say, okay, sure, that's my husband and I love him and I'm gonna try. But if it's not attractive to you, you can't. And same thing on the male part. So like all these articles, how to be a better wife, how to be a better husband, they'd be better starting off with raise your own personal energy levels. Now, the problem with energy levels, and this is what we're going to talk about, there's three energy states, okay? And we're going to use like the traffic light system just so it's easier to remember red, green, and yellow, okay? Uh, so what I'm doing here, I'm giving you terminology. I'm giving you words to express things that most of you have already felt. And the reason why I'm doing this, so you guys have a way to say it how you're feeling and where you are. So you have a measurement. So it's not just you. A lot of times we're struggling and we don't even know what's wrong with us. You're just like, I'm feeling off, okay? So ho I'm hoping this, you know, this, these tools I'm giving, they will give you the language to say, okay, I think I'm in the red zone here. I need to do something about it because that's gonna help you move forward, okay? So we have red, yellow, and green. Those are the three different states, okay? Uh, so red is a huge problem. Red is like something that's actively draining your energy, okay? And red is a major issue, okay? Red is something, so if we use the traffic lights and we use the traffic flow, red is like when you have a pop tire on Sheikh Zahid Road, <laughs> okay? And it's like rush hour. So like, oh, like it's, it's gonna take everything out of you. Like you are gonna be there and you don't, like you have to deal with it. Like it's, it's, it's just such a mess. You have to cancel all your appointments. You you're not gonna make it to pick up your kid from daycare. You're not gonna make it to work. It's that blocking. Like red is like a huge major energy drain, okay? And so we'll go, when we discuss, I think you guys remember the six categories we did before, or we're gonna see them again inshallah. I think they're next here. Um, when we talk, yeah, these six categories. In each six of these, you can have the different energy states. We'll come to that, inshallah. But basically, red is something that's really taking up all your energy, okay? Uh, yellow, it's sort of like you are stuck in traffic. Yellow is now like there's no pop tire, but you missed the exit, and now you gotta stay in that line. Like it can't, there's nothing you can do. It's sort of going to Sharjah in an afternoon. Uh, you're stuck and it's just gonna take a long time and it's just like, it's draining your energy continuously, okay? So I'll give you specific examples for each of these categories, but this is now just to understand the three energy states. And green energy is like when you're feeling good, when it's just like, woo, you're zooming through, like no obstacles, like you're just feeling good, it's just easy, okay? 
So in each of these, these states, they go up and down. We're not always in red, we're not always in yellow, we're not always in green, it's gonna go up and down. And most of us, like if we say that things change with marriage maybe, or if things change with moving to Dubai, or you know, there was always an event in our lives where things changed, it's usually because we went from green into some other state. Like something started draining our energy. Uh, so most of us, when we get married, we're young, we have lots of energy, we are happy, go lucky, we're excited. And then a pregnancy, in-laws, children, uh, no transportation. This is all slowly draining our energy, okay? Now, you have to actively work on maintaining your energy. Like, just the fact that you were in green once doesn't mean you're going to just stay in green forever. Like, you have to actually work on it. And I think that's the part where a lot of people let it slip because, hey, I, I'm okay, and then they don't maintain it, and then all of a sudden they wake up one day and they're stuck. So it's like car maintenance. In order to have that good car that's just flowing, uh, if you don't take care of it, you're going to end up with that pop tire on Sheikh Zayed Road, and then you're going to be like, well, what now? Okay, and that's unfortunately how most of our lives go. We don't notice as the energy is slipping, or we make little, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Like, you know, we make a little... Uh, adjustments to please other people in our lives or because we have to and then all of a sudden we don't even realize we're that boiled frog we talked about that frog did we talk about it here I don't think we did okay uh, a great example uh, about knowing in which state you are if you put the frog in a pot of boiling water so if you were put to put somebody from green straight to red if you put the frog in a pot of boiling water the frog will jump out like like, he will be shocked, like, what is this? Like, it's, you know, it's boiling, he will jump out and save its life. So most of us, if we are in a green zone, and then somebody were to put us in the red zone for a moment, we would recognize the red zone, and we'd be like, oh, no, 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 I don't want that. And we would pull ourselves quickly. If you put a frog in a pot of cold water, and you slowly increase the temperature over time, the frog will boil without ever having a chance to jump out because it didn't notice what was happening to it. And so for us, we go from green to yellow slowly, that we one day we wake up in red and we don't even know how we got there. Uh, and we got there because boundaries and because of lack of self-care, and we'll talk about that inshallah. But I just want you to understand the three different zones. So most of us, we will have lots of energy if we're in a green zone. If we're in yellow zone, we will kind of be like, uh, we're still managing. We're, you know, we're driving, but like we're kind of stuck. And then if we're red zone, that's going to be like our huge energy drain. So for example, if you have so many red areas in your life, and then somebody comes to you and said, you know, you should memorize Quran, you should give sadaqah, you should pray the qiyam al You don't have the energy. Like you feel like, where is this going to come from? Like I can't, I'm barely, barely holding my head above the water. If you're in green, though, if your life's good, if everything's good, yeah, sure, give me more. I can do more sadaqah. I can do more charity. I can do many things. I can be more helpful. Uh, so our states will vary, but we have to actively maintain them. Like, we cannot just let it go, and this is what happens. So this is why I say you don't really have a choice. Like, your life will go on. Like, you don't have to do anything about this course. Like, you can just go home and say, halas, I don't, you know, it's, uh, she was just talking about something. I don't want to do it. Uh, but life will keep giving you reds and yellows and greens. And if you don't do anything about it, uh, in a year, you're still 
going to be somewhere here. But this way you have a choice to proactively do something about raising your levels, inshallah. Okay? So these ones, we'll come back to these, but this is just something that was left over from last week. So red, yellow, and green. Okay, so we'll, we'll then go through each of the categories. We'll identify in each category what's red, what's yellow, what's green. And then we'll have actually specific steps how to go about it. But that's for the other modules. This is when we take actions. This was just explaining how energy works, okay? Uh, this is something we didn't cover last time. We just kind of said process of change. First, we identify dissatisfaction. We imagine how things could be. We design one small doable change, we fulfill that change, we review and we celebrate. So basically, it starts with something we're not happy with. We have to sort of acknowledge something. So I think this is the problem when, you, when Muslim sisters talk to each other, how are you? Alhamdulillah, everything's good. If we always, I'm not saying don't say Alhamdulillah, but we have to first acknowledge that some things are not okay. And then we have to sort of be brave to dream that things could be different. And this is what we're going to do today, inshallah. And this is why I'm really excited about this session. This is always one of the best ones. I really like it. So I'm hoping you guys will as well. So this is the process of change. So first identify, then imagine then design one small change. Like, don't try something huge. We say, oh, well, we need billion dollars. Well, I don't have billion dollars, so how halas, I can't do anything. Like, you know, we, we pick big things. Uh, something small, and that small success, it's going to give you energy. It's going to fuel you for another big idea, okay? So, again, we'll come back to this. This is just something, you know, and you guys have it in your, you know, when I sent the PDF file out. Emotional cycle of change. Now, this is how we feel about it. The first one is uninformed optimism. Let's do it. We are so excited about it. Second one is like, what have I gotten myself into it? <laughs> so you guys might feel excited about this course maybe like three, four weeks in when you realize how much red you have to deal with, how much yellow you have to deal with. Then you're kind of going to be like, oh, my God, like, did I really need this in my life? Like, it's just too much. Uh, value of despair, just shoot me now, like, just like, forget it, like, just, I can't, I'm so stuck. Then, hopeful realism, I'm getting the hang of this, I've got this, and I did it. So if you think about it, it's, it's really that curve, you know, it starts off excited, then it kind of goes down, you reach bottom, and then you kind of slowly come back up. That's how emotionally you feel about it. So, uh, keep this in mind, when things get tough, when you feel like, there's no point, <laughs> It's most likely you're here somewhere, like you're just finding it too difficult. So persevere. And this is why it's important. This is why I like the benefit of the group, because then somebody else might point to you, hey, I think you're here. Don't give up. Like, it's going to be okay. Because if we're just by ourselves, we're just kind of like, you know what, that was a bad idea. Why did I even think I could change anything? Like, forget it. So just so you know, so that you're aware that that's the cycle of change. So this is how things work. Okay. This is what we talked about last time. Stay under the radar. Don't go announcing to the world that you're about to change because the world will just laugh at you. <laughs> they will be like, ha-ha, you've said it so many times before. Nobody will take you seriously. And they actually might actively sabotage you. And this is, alaykum salam, mashallah, excellent. You've made it, alhamdulillah. We're still on the recap, so you didn't miss too much, alhamdulillah. Uh, stay small. Like start with small goals and start with self-care. Start with raising your own energy levels. Uh, this is why it's important. This is why we did the Edinburgh. The Edinburgh scale is something that I added after a couple of years of teaching because I was tweaking the course and I realized some of my women were not making the, the progress 
as much as others. And I couldn't figure out what, what's the, the same content. I'm teaching the same thing to the same woman. You know, some of the stuff is working. And then I realized it had to do with how the women were starting out. So if somebody was starting with a high score, like if somebody wasn't doing well emotionally, uh, they were in the red zone, essentially. So uh, a lot of the things, uh, maybe the entire course was just to get them out of the red zone. Maybe that's all they could do, just to decrease their score. Maybe to get from like high 20s under 10. Maybe that's all they needed to do. And once they did that, everything would fall into place. Uh, so for some of them, uh, that was easy. Some of them like only had to tweak a little bit of self-care, get some more sleep, and hey, things were good. For some of them, that meant they had to like make huge changes because there were so many obstacles and so many barriers in their lives. So it took longer. Uh, so when, when I say start with self-care, we need to fix that score first. Not fix it, but like we need to get you to feeling better first. If you're not feeling well, and remember how I said in the beginning, you cannot teach anyone by making them feel worse. You cannot teach anyone when they're feeling bad. So. Uh, this is, I think, you know, when we, when we uh, give Islamic advice, we don't account where that person is at. Like, you know, we come and we, we should do, you should do this, this, this. Maybe that person is not capable of doing even half of it. And we're just making them feel worse for not, that they're not able to do that. Uh, so when I, you know, and I talked about a little bit, I left you that message. Anything under 10 in that score is considered to be healthy mental state, pretty much. And above 10 to 30, there's a variation, obviously, if you have 12 or 22 or 28, you know, the higher the score, the worse you're feeling. And again, um, this is how you are feeling. Nobody can take that away from you. Like, that is your individual. Like, don't let other people, well, it's not so bad. Like, you are in it. Like, you are in your feelings. So if you feel like 29, you feel like 29. If you feel like 12, you feel like 12. Like, there's nothing, again, there's nothing bad or wrong with it, that's just how things are, okay? Now, if you are at 29, everything that I'm saying here, <laughs> it's going to be a far stretch because you are in a fog. And so I keep that in mind as well. And, but this is why we keep the PDF because I'm hoping once you are not 29 anymore, once you are 10, and when you look at it with fresh eyes, you'll be like, hey, there is so much I can do. Okay, so this is what we're saying, start small and start with self-care because if we don't start with taking care of ourselves, and that self-care can mean any number of things, we'll talk about that inshallah, we won't be able to make any changes. Like if I'm not feeling well, hey, I need to fix that first. Okay, so we'll go from there inshallah. So this is from, we talked about the timeline, one month per year approximately. This is just to give you an idea how long change takes, truly a change, how long it takes to achieve it. So if you've been married for 20 years and you're trying to fix your marriage, it's going to take at least 20 months of work. And it's going to take 20 months for the other people to take you seriously. Uh, so I always tell this woman in coaching, you know, in couples coaching, when they come together, if the husband showed up tomorrow as the perfect man, like the perfect human being, perfect husband, the wife wouldn't believe him. <laughs> she would think, like, he's, what is this? What kind of joke is this? Like, you've been a jerk for 20 years, and now all of a sudden, like, it's gone. So if he wants to make a change, if he wants to convince her that he's a new man, it's going to take about 20 months of him being the new perfect guy till she gets used to it. 
So it's the same thing with us. Uh, the shorter the relationship, the easier it's to fix. If we have a three-year-old kid, we can put new rules in place and it's gonna work quickly because you know, we, if we have a teenager, it's going to take much longer for them. If we, you know, if we have not been parenting for 16 years and now all of a sudden we show up, it's going to take about 16 months for them to realize, okay, mama means business, like this is new rules now, okay? So this is just approximately. So when I talk to people and they tell me, like, you know what, I've been trying so hard, but it's not working. Well, how long have you been trying? Well, three days and it's not working, so I gave up. Uh, you need to give it time because you want real change. Okay, and even if I gave a script to your kid now or to your boss or to your husband and told them this is what you need to do for your wife to be happy or for your mother to be happy, and they did exactly that same thing, you wouldn't believe it. And they wouldn't believe it if you were the other person. So it takes time. We talked about the matrix again. This will keep coming up. The tolerance, the cheating, the snapping end, and the positive resolution. Tolerance is if nothing changes, if we're just saying we have sabr and we have sabr and there's nothing that can be done, okay, then, then you're in the wrong class. <laughs> if you have sabr, then go home and have sabr, like no problem, which means like you're okay with it. And there are people that are truly okay with their circumstances and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But what I see is that 99% people are not okay with it. They're just pretending to be okay. So that's not what we want because that doesn't help you. You're gonna still be in the same position next year if you just keep telling yourself, oh, I'm okay. Second one is cheating, meaning not just necessarily like a physical affair, but like cheating the system, trying to get the bare minimum done. Uh, if somebody doesn't work their workplace, they do the bare minimum work, they leave early. Uh, the husband doesn't fix his marriage, he gets himself another wife. Uh, the wife is ignoring the husband, she finds herself a hobby, she's an expert cook, she's an expert mother, she's an expert everything, but her marriage still sucks. Like she is just rerouting her efforts, like we're not fixing the, the actual problem, the elephant in the room, so to say. The third one is when we finally snap an end. This is, seems to be unfortunately what happens when the cup gets full. We just kind of say, we're done. She walks out, she leaves the kids, uh, he leaves to another country, she takes her hijab off, she, you quit work without having a backup work. You know what I'm saying? Like those are like the, the, the situation where we just lose it, we're done. Uh, that's also not a very positive resolution. It happens when people can't take it no more, but like we don't wanna get there. Uh, our goal is positive resolution. Our goal is that we better ourselves, that we get into that green zone, and that people around us accept that and that the circumstances change, inshallah. So that's where we are going to try to reach that, inshallah. I can guarantee you, inshallah, with Allah's help, that as long as you keep working on yourself, you will reach that positive resolution. I cannot guarantee which people will be around you. <laughs> now, <laughs> I can guarantee you that you will be a better person if you keep working around yourself, but the vampires will come out of the woodwork. Uh, some people in your life are happy that you are where you are because it works for them. For them, a better version of you does not work unfortunately, and we have a whole session talking about that, uh, but I'm just giving you a heads up, the program works, I've seen it work. So I can guarantee you, like inshallah, if you do all this, you know how they say like money back guarantee. <laughs> um, I can guarantee you inshallah with Allah's help, if you go through the steps, you will definitely inshallah be a better person, you will feel better, you will... but the people around you might not be the same, okay? So 
And that tells you a lot. That, so if, uh, if the people in your life cannot stand that you're feeling better, there's something wrong with the picture. And that might be why you are in the red zone in the first place. Uh, so this is why we start with self-care, because that's the most um, unassuming place to start. Like, we don't go and say, hey, confront all the people in your life, because that's like big trouble, right? You can't do it. But when you start with something as easy as self-care, you start taking care of yourself, you start getting more sleep, you start having a little break, you start, you know, and if you encounter obstacles in that, that shows you <laughs> what kind of circumstances you're in, that like, that the, the people around you are not happy that you take care of yourselves, and that's eye-opening to many women, like they will go home and they say like, wow, like I tried to make a tiny change and it caused such an uproar from those around me. Could be children, could be, doesn't have to be always the husband, could be the mother, could be, you know, uh, I've seen cases where the mother is really upset that the daughter is now finally getting her life together because mother is being triggered by that because the mother's life went kind of really not in a good way and now she sees her daughter making different choices and the mother starts actively sabotaging the daughter like, what are you doing this? Why are you, you know, trying to put her back in line? Sometimes it can be friends who are going to say, ah, what are, what are you doing, this healthy stuff? Like, what is this? Like, they're trying to pull you back because every time you change, you show others that change is possible. Like, you point to them, and they're afraid that you're going to outgrow them, that you're going to find yourself better friends, that you're going to find, you know, that you're going to have other people around you. So it's quite interesting, inshallah. You will see that. So that's why we start with self-care because that's not... It doesn't affect anybody. It should not affect anybody else. It's you, okay? And you need to take care of yourself first. 